0: You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Oh, welcome back to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God, and we're continuing in this podcast with Running Your Race. In the previous podcast, that's what I started out with, and I've shared some great, um, the Word really, (laughs) is great all within itself, shared the Word of God, God's perspective on us running our race. And we learn from out of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, where it talks about us running the race that God has set before us and how critical it was to lay aside the weight, um, to recognize that, yes, we have witnesses, heavenly witnesses that are cheering us on. We have earthly witnesses that are cheering us on too, as well, but also we have a mixture. It's like when you're in a crowd, uh, when, when you when you have people in the stand and you're running your race in a natural, <laughs> a physical race, um, you have people in the stands and you have those who, who are cheering you on. You have those who are kind of like, you know, doubting whether you can do this or not. You have those who don't want you to win, you know, so you have a mixture of people, but nonetheless, uh, they're there and uh, they're witnessing, um, you know, what's going on in your race. And so it's critical that uh, you run the race that um, God has given you and that you're able to finish that race and and win that race for God's glory. And so in in, in winning that race for God's glory, we learned about laying aside the weight. And we talked about the weight that Easily gets on us when we're when we're doing what God has called us to do, what God has called us to do, the vision that he's given us for our lives, the plan that he laid out for us. And and then we start looking at what other people are doing or we start listening to what other people are telling us that, you know, it's not going to work. You know, what? Their doubts are about our lives and our plan and the things, or whether they're haters or just whatever. We're listening to others' opinions, others, you know, vibes uh, about um, how we should run our race and what we should run our race. All those things that go into running a race. So we get we 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 take those on as weights, um, whether it be uh, persecution or trials that come, envy, you know, envy at you or envy toward others. Because when you begin to look at what others are doing and you want what they have, that becomes envy or coveting something so badly that you want what they got. And you're willing to get out of the will of God in order to get what they got. And um, so all of those are weights. You can get disappointed. You can become weary. And the word says, lay aside the weight that does so easily beset it. It easily gets on us. It easily besets us. But in order to run your race, you got to let lay those weights aside. And so we learned also from that scripture um, about uh, writing the vision, how it connects to a Baca 2 and 2 and making it plain, that we may be able to run as we read it. And then also, because I believe that there are people that are assigned to us and we are assigned to people. So it works both ways. And so if the vision is not clear and plain, how can you help those to run the race with you that are on your team? Okay. Like in a relay race, running the race with you. There are those sometimes that will run that race with you. They cannot run that race if they have not received the plan and the strategy, okay? And um, and so all of that is is so critical. And we talked about waiting on God. God is the one that gives you the plan. He's the one that helps to train you. He's the one that tells you, you know, to, to get this resource to read this book, to follow this plan, to listen to this coach, you know, all of those things. He's the one that lays it out before us. And he says, when, when you wait on him for those plans, then in Isaiah 40, it talks about how you're going to get the strength that you need. You're going to get the power that you need. You're going to run and not get weary. And so that's critical. And then lastly, I closed out with minding your own business. Have you been doing that? Have you been minding your business? That means paying attention to what God has given your hands to do. We have enough on our plates to be able to do everything that God has given us to do and to do it well. Let's not look at somebody else's and figure that we need to pick what they got going on, pick with that, you know, what's going on over there. We need to mind our own business so that God can get the glory in our own lives. And so looking at what others are doing, I mentioned how, you know, you can be on social media and it's a great tool, but if the, it, but it can also be a beast <laughs> if you allow what everybody else is doing to pull you off or make you feel like what you're doing is insignificant or you haven't accomplished anything because you begin to compare, you begin to look at and say, oh well, I thought that what I had had sparkle, but theirs has <laughs> has baboom, you know, to it, you know, and so then you begin to try to scramble to see how you could add the baboom to yours, <laughs> you know, and and you gotta be settled in God, and, and 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 don't get me wrong, because I think it's important for us to, to, um, to glean from other people. You just gotta make sure that you're gleaming and that you're not trying to to get, you know, what other people are doing without you know, um, really confirming it in God because you can learn how to do things better. And that's what we should always do. Learn to do things in a more excellent way. That's different. When you see things in other people, it's like, well, I need to make some tweaks, you know, to the plan that I have, but don't get off of your plan. And you know, God has given you that plan because you're trying to do what somebody else has done. God has put his grace. He has given them the power and the strength that they need to do what God has given them to do. And you got to find out what God has graced you with. And we're going to talk about that in this particular podcast as it connects to our race that God has given us. Amen. And so those are critical. And then fixing our eyes on Jesus, you know, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if many of you have watched uh, the movie Secretary is my husband's favorite. He absolutely loves it. I love it. It's a dynamic story about this uh, racehorse and just phenomenal, miraculous-type things that um, just out-of-this-world-type things that this horse was able to obtain. And, And so, but if you know anything about horse races, they put these blinders on these horses. And... It's so that the horse can stay focused on what's ahead of them and not be deterred by what's going on with this horse beside them, what's going on. So, so when they're able to do that, then they're not turning their heads to the left or to the right. And I made the analogy of when you're running the race, if you're constantly looking back, you're going to lose momentum. You're going to lose, you can not only lose momentum, you're going to lose courage. <laughs> you're going you're to be fretful. All of those things are going to try to set in. And so they put blinders on horses so that they won't, you know, have to suffer through those types of things so they can stay focused on what's directly in front of them. And that's how we have to do. We have to put blinders on, um, not to say that we're ignorant to what's going on in the world, but no, we won't be distracted by what's going on, what's so-and-so doing. You know, and you can celebrate people and still have your blinders on. You can say, okay, I see you're doing it, wonderful, but I'm focused on this. This is the race that I'm running. I'm moving full ahead. Glory to God. Thank God for what he's doing in your life. I celebrate you. Keep it moving, okay? Don't allow the enemy to settle in and and distract you and discourage you and shame you for what you're doing um, for your call, okay? Okay. And so I want to start out in 1 Corinthians 9 24 says, do you not know that those who run in a race, run in a race all run, but one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it. Okay. Let me read that again in in verse 1 Corinthians 9 24 says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? So everybody that's in that race, they all run. Okay, everybody's in that race. But one is going to receive the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And so how is it that you're going to run in such a way that you obtain it? And so I'm going to break that down and connect it to the grace that God has given us in our lives. In the 25th verse, it says, And everyone who competes for the prize Is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus not not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So how do we run in such a way that we obtain what? The crown, the prize, the goal, okay? The finish line, right? And so we see in this scripture, the first thing it talks about is certainty. Certainty is that where you know, you are assured, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, you already have lost... (laughs) <laughs> lost the race, lost the battle or worked against yourself when you're not when you don't have that assurance on the inside of you that God has called you to do what he's called you to do. And that's critical. That's God affirming in you. He chose you, he picked you, he called you out of darkness, he marked you. He said, "You're the one. You're the one for the job. You're the one that I'm I'm investing in. You're the one that I'm going to lead and guide and anoint for this particular race. And so, so you got to have it fixed in your spirit. God chose me. Okay. And it it could have been many other people that may have been more qualified than you, but God's not going on qualifications according to man's standards. Okay. We got to go with qualifications according to God's standards. And let me tell you something, they don't always make sense to you, okay? Um, He says he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And so that's why you got to be okay with when God says you're the one, you can't be tripping on whether there's somebody else more qualified than you. You got to know I'm the one for the job, okay? And sometimes it's not always based on skill set and skill is important because God wants us to be skilled and, and to be able to operate in such a way where we're able to give um, our very best. But sometimes God will, will lean more towards the heart and the motive um, because he says he doesn't look at the outward appearance. Uh, he, he looks at the intents of the heart. Uh, it could be somebody has more wisdom because sometimes wisdom can be that cutting edge that can cause you to be the one that God says, I need wisdom in this situation. Skill is good. And she got skill, you know, but she has more wisdom that I need for this situation. So you can't go by, you know, the qualification list. Okay. You got to go by what God says says. The, you're the one for the job and have that certainty in your heart. This is me. So when you get out on that track, when you get out on that field, when you start your race, you're not second guessing yourself. You're not thinking, oh, do I really deserve to be here? Maybe I shouldn't. No, you know, okay, okay, and because God picked me, this ain't, this is not my race. <laughs> anyway, I'm just allowing him to use me as a vessel. And I'm just going to yield myself to him so that his power, his strength, his might, his anointing can flow through me so that I can win this race for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And then another thing that I picked up out of this particular scripture was Discipline. Discipline. Discipline takes time. Discipline takes focus. Discipline takes calculated steps day in and day out. Sometimes it can get boring when you discipline yourself. Listen, I've been disciplining myself on, on really being healthy, not only just healthy eating, exercising and all that. Sometimes I don't feel like getting up and walking or or getting on the treadmill or, or doing sit-ups and squats and all of those things. But look, the discipline is getting me the results to obtain what I need to win this race called health, right? And so that's what you have to do in life. Whether it's 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 a ministry that God has laid out before you, a ministry assignment that he's given you, you know, you got to discipline yourself. Discipline yourself to be able to do whatever it takes to prepare you For that race, when I used to run track and field, I didn't like going to practice. Um, You know, I'd much rather be going out hanging with my friends. You know, but no, two hours after school was over, every single weekday, I was out there practicing with the team, getting ready for the race. And so there was discipline. I didn't want to run sprints, even though I knew my 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 um. My, my race was middle distance. Sometimes we had to run sprints so that we could know how to to have that that quick spurt of energy and how to handle it when we try to finish the race at the end. <laughs> when you bring it on at the end, I had to make sure I had some gusto left or h- how to manage that gusto. I had to learn how to breathe. All of those things required discipline. I can remember running cross country and, um, you know, we had different um Courses that we, I ran for cross country, some were hilly, some were you know um, you know uh, dusty, and 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 some were you know had uh, tree barks and stuff like that, and just all kinds of different things that I had to learn to train myself to be focused not only to run fast. Not only to, to control my breathing because I had at least two and a half miles to go, you know, I had to 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 calculate all these things. That took discipline to be able to do that. I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself to be worked up, you know, um, you know, about, okay, well, how am I going to do, or, or the race is too long, or, you know, what is everybody else doing? I had to focus on all these components that will help to work to my advantage. And that took discipline. It took the discipline of running those extra, those miles more than the, what the course was doing those practice times. You know, that was discipline. So you had to run three to four miles, sometimes five miles to, um, to have that endurance um, under your belt so that when you got in that race, it, all these components were working together to, to help you to be uh, the best that you could be at that given time. So that requires Discipline. Discipline, you got to be able to do when everybody else is out having fun. Discipline at times is not fun at all, but it's necessary. And so these are things, you know, it talks about in the scripture how the you know people, they did what they needed to do to discipline their bodies. You know, when your body is tired and you don't want to go that extra mile, or you don't want to push that extra weight, your mind is telling you that's enough. Stop it. Your body is saying, will you quit it? But discipline will, will kick in and say, I'm, I can do this. I'm going to finish this because I know the end results is working together for that race that I'm getting prepared for. And so, um, so discipline is critical, you know, and another characteristic that I picked up out of this scripture was subjection. And when you look at that word subjection, that means coming under, you know, and we're I always say we're three part beings. We know that spirit, soul and body, but you have to train your mind and your body to come under subjection to what your spirit is leading you to do, because your 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 mind will cause you to freak out. It will cause you to get scared and run. It will cause you to get get frustrated and quit. But when your spirit, when your soul, and your body is under subjection to your spirit, that means it bows to your spirit. It bows to the spirit of God. Then when you get in those tough spots, when you want to quit when you want to give up when you're hearing naysayers when you're hearing discouragement when you um when when you're disappointed all of those things that those weights that come in when envy comes okay because we can control envy all right we can control it because if our soul and our body is under subjection. That means it's submitted to, it bows to our spirit. Then when the suggestion comes to, to hate somebody because of their success or to nitpick, you know, something that may be going on. You can be looking at somebody's picture and it can be just, oh, I mean, they're hitting it. I mean, its just, they're just looking awesome. But you can begin to nitpick, well, you know, it looks like they have something going on with their hand or why is their hair sticking out like that? You know, you can, the, the flat, and the soulless part of you will cause it to nitpick because it wants to do something to make you feel a little bit better with where you are. And that ain't nothing but the devil because I don't have to minimize somebody else's success and um, victories in order for me to, um, to have victories or for me to feel good about myself. So, but when you're sold and when you're when your body is under subjection, then that spirit man will tell that soul what it needs to do. That spirit man will break up, bring up a scripture or, or, or will rebuke the enemy and put it in its place so that envy, covetedness, jealousy, comparison, all of those things won't be able to set in and snuff you out and cause you to be disqualified from the race that God has given you my goodness, we don't want to be disqualified. Oh my goodness. We want to be well-prepared to run the race that God has given us. And so that's another thing that I see in it where it talks about you know, we don't want to be disqualified. We don't want to be preaching to others. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then we ourselves, we're not disciplined. We're not certain. We're not confident. We're, we're not, you know, keeping our flesh and our soul in check. And then we get disqualified because we fall prey to all of those weights. And so we don't want to do that. But all of these are components that set us up to obtain it, that it, the race, the the, the course, the, the destiny that God is taking us to, to finish that project, to complete, you know, uh, the assignment that God has given you to, you know, if you're planning a conference to complete, you know, what needs to go along with the conference. You know, it's so many different components that go in there and you have to deal with your spirit, soul and body. And first of all, it's a spiritual it's a spiritual race. So you got to handle it in the spirit. So if you're trying to strategize, you're trying to get all these techniques and you're trying to do what everybody else is doing. Let me tell you something. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be mad. People going to be bickering and fussing and no one's going to understand the vision and all that. But when you get it lined up, where you start out with prayer, where you're seeking God every step of the way, where you're looking for his guidance and direction to run the race that he has given you for this conference, when he tells you do this, even though everybody else is doing that and you don't feel like, you know, um, you know, that you have to veer off course to do what everybody else is doing. When you do what he's told you to do, my goodness, you have set up to obtain it. Amen. And to have a great successful conference. And you can apply those principles to every area of your life. So we want to run to obtain it. And so in 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says um, that I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, and so that's what it's all about. When you're writing, um, running that race is you're fighting. It's a good fight, okay? You can't allow the, the negativity that the enemy is bringing your way. Why is it a good fight? Because you win the race. That's good, right? You know, so you're doing it to obtain something good. You're t- doing whatever God has given you to do to obtain glory, to win souls, to get people's. Lives set free to to make an impact in your community, to be a, a a a mentor to someone, to to help somebody that's less fortunate than you. All of these things, whether they're projects or assignments or helping somebody, whatever. If God is telling you that's a race that you're in, so run it, run it well. Amen. It's a good fight, and and you want to be able to say, I've finished the race. I did what God told me to do, and I've kept the faith. And that's how Paul was with his literal life his 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 life on um on earth. And so I want to connect this to grace because um you know, we got to recognize that God graces us to do what we do. And when we look at grace, grace is that ability to do what you cannot do in the natural. Now, there's all kinds of things that you can do. You may be talented in this and gifted in that. And you may be quick-witted and intelligent and smart and certain things, but God has graced you with that. Okay. And, but there's added things that he gives us that's beyond ourselves. And that's how he can pick someone. And you can think, well, I'm not really qualified. Well, you really are because you misfactor the point that God will give you the grace that you need. If he's called you to do it, he will give you the grace that you need to run this race. And so that's what I want to encourage you in. And so in first Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 10th verse, it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. That means it wasn't wasted. Okay, he gave it to me and I didn't waste it. I didn't squandle it. I didn't disqualify myself, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. That means he used the grace of God to the fullest extent. This is Paul talking about, you know, you know, he's talking about all the things that he did. He 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 didn't give the credit to his, his intellect his credentials, his experience, he gave the credit to God. Let me read it in the Amplified Version, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. It says, but by the grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not found to be for nothing. It wasn't found to be fruitless or without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all of them, the apostles, although it was not really i but the grace the unmerited favor and blessing of god which was with me glory to god and so that is powerful and then there's another scripture where it talks about his grace is sufficient okay for us and so 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 again his in other words his grace is enough you know and so when 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 you go and maybe maybe god is leading you to Go on an interview for a job that you may not be in the natural, hit all the list of all the qualifications, but God is pushing you you to go ahead and try for that job. I say, go for it. Why? Because if God has encouraged you and put it in your heart to do it, that means he's going to give you the grace that you need that favor that you need, that cutting edge that you need to qualify for it, and so all you need to do is trust God and rely on that grace, Amen, to flow in your life and do what you know to do and let God do the rest, Amen. It's critical. So God gives us grace for this race, Amen. And so, um, and so, so we need the grace to be able to to handle things, all right, and um, and then also. The grace also helps us to know how to pace ourselves because sometimes um, when you get to doing the work of ministry, you get to doing certain things, um, you can get in this place where you 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 you're like hasting, like like you're moving so fast to get certain things done that you get worked up, you get stressed out, um, and that's really when when you really have come out from under the grace of God. When frustration sets in, that's a good indication that somehow either the grace has run out or you stepped away from the grace of God. That means you started doing it in your own strength your own intellect, your own skill. You started relying on your own ability. And so I say, get back up under the grace so he can help you to pace it. So you can have that balance that you need to do family, to do church, to do ministry, to do work, to do career, to do profession, to do mentoring, to do coaching, whatever God has called you to do. He will give you the grace that that will help you to space that thing out so that you can enjoy doing what you're doing, but also get the gratification of the success that comes along with it. That is critical. And so Hebrews 4, 4, 16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So he gives us grace for the race and grace to pace that race, right? You know, I like I, I, I used to do 800 and I couldn't just Flat out, take the first lap and just sprint. No, you know I had to recognize. Okay, how much energy can I spend up for this first lap because I have one more lap to go? Where so that was pacing myself. That was recognizing that I can't, I can't go all out. You know, and that's what causes us to have burnout because we're going all out. You know, going all out is not passion. That's not wisdom. Uh, passion is, is not going to burn you out. It has the potential to burn you out, but passion is what drives you to move forward. But you got to get the grace to know how to pace that passion. And so, um, but it's all on you. It's what you allow God to do through his grace. And so he'll cause you to pace it out, you know? And so I had to learn that. I had to learn that when homeschooling, I had to learn that with whatever's on my plate, Okay. Yeah. I have a passion for this. I love doing what I do. And, and, but at the same time, I got to pace myself because this physical body can only take, but so much. Why did God cause us to rest so that we can replenish and all that. So we can't go 24 seven, you know, our minds can't go 24 seven. So go back and listen to the podcast rest. I promise you, it will bless you. But that's all a part of pacing ourselves, And when we have that grace, then we're able to know and, and, and be sober in our minds to know w- what we can do and what we can't do and what we should do and what we won't do in order to stay on the pace that God has given us, okay? And so then the last thing is that God will give us the grace for wherever we are. You know, and there's different season in our lives, different seasons where, um, you know, God will call you to do certain things. I mean, even in a natural, you know, there's different seasons. You know, it's a time when, you know, when uh, I was single and then a the time where I got married. Then you had kids and then you, your kids, you know, with the elementary school, middle school, high school and all kinds of different, you know, stages in life. You know, and so now I'm a grandmom. I have two grandbabies. And in the future, we'll have more grandbabies. Hint, hint. And so, um, you know, so. All of those things are wonderful, but those are seasons and stages and places in our lives that that um, we really need the grace of God to be able to function and to do it well you know and some of us don't do it very well <laughs> at all and that's because we don't recognize that no matter where we are that we need the grace of God in our lives. And so I can remember you know even transitioning one time you know uh, after um, working, and my heart's desire was to really be able to be at home with my young kids and uh to work with them and so I desired that I would come home and be a stay-at-home mom, you know, still doing, you know, ministry and all of that, so but that was my desire. And I remember going through just uh you know, just anxiety of wondering okay, well, you know, that means if I come home that may mean less money that comes in with the salary and, um, how are we going to, you know, continue to, you know, flow. I'm going to have to make some sacrifices and things like that. And, um, you know, I just remember, you know, that, you know, as that time came, the grace ran out for me working on the job, you know, and that was an indicator to me, I could not work the job like I needed to work it. And, um, and it almost felt like the ease of it, the easiness of it um, lifted. And to me, that was an indication that the grace had lifted and that it was time to make that shift to come home and so 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 I knew that God graced me to be able to work the job and do ministry and all of those things um and still work had, you know have my kids and all that and they were at daycare and stuff like that and then but when God shifted then I had to believe God for the place I was with my kids being home me being, being a staying-at-home mom and still doing ministry I had to believe God for the grace for that because now you're dealing with you know like I said, lesser money and things like that. But don't you know that when God has his hands on, you got to have faith to believe that God is always causing us to abound. You know, um, the scripture uh, being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so God doesn't go backwards. Okay. It may look like you're going backwards, but God doesn't go backwards, okay? There's always increase, and He's always causing you to abound in some way. And don't you know, once I made that transition, we never missed a beat. God continued to, to increase us. He increased us financially. He increased us with being able to manage household and all of those different things. And so what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying to you is that wherever you are, God will give you grace for that. So whatever season that you're in, You got to know that. But then you have to know when the grace runs out, you know. And so sometimes we're staying on jobs that, um, you know, uh, God is telling us, you know, your faith is in the job. You need to take your faith off the job and put your faith in me. He may be wanting to transition you to another position which is another place. You know, he may be telling you, I want you to get work this job, but while you're doing this, I want you to begin to formulate this business, you know? And so that security blanket of, of your job or whatever place you may be in, it's like a security blanket, but you got to recognize there's no greater security blanket than the grace of God. And so he will definitely keep you from falling. He will present you blameless before the throne of grace and, and, present you and keep you from falling. And so I've seen that in my life and I know that God is able to do that. And so as we run this race, okay, open up your heart to recognize the grace of God, recognize where his grace is. That means you got to recognize your weakness. You got to recognize what you can do and what you can't do. And you got to recognize your shortcomings, all of those. Paul says, I glory in them all. Why? Because he used them uh, to the glory of God, because he was able to give, recognize every last one of those weaknesses so that he could allow the grace of God to settle in and, and, and give him what he needed to accomplish all the great works that he accomplished. And that's what we need to do in our lives. So God has given you a race to run. What is that assignment? What is that calling? What is that gifting? What is that project? What is that ministry? What What, what is that business? What is it that he's given you to do? that you have been called to run a race in. Do all that you need to do, but the biggest thing is submit to the grace of God. Submit to his grace to cause you to to run the race that you need to run, to pace yourself and to be in that place where this is God's perfect will for my life and his grace is on it to help me to fulfill all that he's called me to do. So I say to you, Run your race and obtain what God has called you to obtain. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.